I don't need help. I'm not in an abusive relationship. This is just how it is for us. It's a lie we tell ourselves, one that many in abusive relationships repeat until they believe it. But there's hope. Welcome to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship, a podcast about surviving domestic and sexual violence. This show is about hope. You will hear from survivors of abuse, and their stories may sound familiar. They may even inspire hope. Our goal is to connect with others in these toxic relationships to offer that hope, and with supporters of our mission, anyone willing to help get rid of abuse in our culture. We also talk with the experts in the field, from the officers on the front lines of domestic abuse calls to the therapists and advocates helping survivors navigate this complicated road of recovery. If you're in need of help, please visit our website or call our 24-7 hotline, 800-828-2023. And if this is an emergency and you need help immediately, please call 911. Welcome to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship with your host, Claudia Pauls. And welcome to the show. I'm your guest host and producer, Dan, and I'm joined today by a couple of uh, world-changing, amazing human beings, two of my favorite people in the world, because uh, we are talking about the Walk a Mile event this year. And so McKenna and Debbie, welcome to the show, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. So Walk a Mile in Her Shoes is what we've called it for the last eight years, I understand. Uh, this year, it's a little bit different, so we're going to unpack what that means and why. But let's go back to just kind of the 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 why behind everything. Why are we walking a mile to raise to do what we're doing? Like why are we walking a mile in their shoes? So okay, Debbie, so- you want to go? <laughs> now tell me, tell me why. Okay, walking a mile in someone's shoes is all about empathy. And there's an old quote that says. You can never truly understand someone's experiences until you walk a mile in their shoes. Mm -hmm. And so how it started was, um, it was a a day of awareness and protest where men would put on red high heels to walk a mile in women's shoes to better understand their experiences. And so, And it was a fun and kind of cheeky way to raise awareness and have fun and, and all of that stuff. And so um, we started doing that back in, I believe it was 2012 when we had our very first one and a lot of fun, well attended and, um, and planned on keeping it the exact same way and going forward for very many years. Yeah. Yeah, you say you say cheeky. You know, the it, it is kind of funny to see guys, big guys like me, you mm-hmm. know, uh, or my friend Jamie, who is uh, a former board member and a big supporter. You know, he's Jamie's an Alabama boy through and through, and he's you know six foot four, he's a big guy, and to see him trying to navigate a mile in heels is definitely yes. fun. Yes, and um, Jamie has always has been a great supporter over the years. And um, we would like to show you the shoes that he wore over the years, but they've all been destroyed. <laughs> he walked a mile. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Um, so, so this year, instead of walk a mile in her shoes, we're calling it walk a mile in their shoes. So why the shift in that perspective then? 
Um, well, we started to realize um, out over the years of holding the event that um, the name just really wasn't very inclusive because it's not only women who suffer from domestic violence and sexual abuse. Um, it happens to everyone, women, children, men. Um, and our services encompass all of that also. We're not here just for the women. So um, by making the shift to walk a mile in their shoes, we're hoping to bring more awareness that this is a much broader issue. It's, um, I mean, it's primarily women, but um, it hits everyone. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the other big news this year is that it's virtual. You know, over the years, we've been able to gather in Three Rivers, Michigan, you know, anybody that wants to come, walk a mile, donate money, uh, take pledges, you know, whatever you want to do to, to raise money and raise awareness. And we have people drive by and honk and it's just a really great event. But this year, because of the coronavirus and COVID-19 and, you know, social distancing and everything else going on, we're not able to do it. So what does it mean to do this virtually? How has this changed for walk a mile? It definitely takes away from that personal touch where we're all um, gathering together and and um, the camaraderie that comes with that. But I also believe it launches it in a different way that we can involve more people. We're not um, designated to just one area. We're designated to people walking a mile all over the country, all over the world. Yeah. And so we're hoping to reach the world with this year's walk them out in their shoes. So really, if you're listening, whether you're in Maine or you're in Canada or South Africa, or you're in Ireland or you're in California, like wherever you are, you can take a moment over the next few weeks to walk a mile, snap a photo, share it on social media, tag Dasis. Uh, mm -hmm. the, what's the hashtag? What are we using for the hashtag for this year? Um, hashtag Dace's Walk a Mile 2020. Awesome. So you can tag us in that uh, and share that and then send in the funds that you want to donate. Um, how is the, how is the fundraising work? How is that portion of this walk work? If I want to support, how do I give, where do I give, what do I do? Um, so if you go to our website, dacesmi.org or our Facebook page, Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services, um, we will have a link that goes to our Network for Good account, and we're accepting sponsorships from um, businesses and whatnot, but as an individual, we are asking that you pledge $10 for every mile that you walk, um, and since it's a little different being virtual, I mean, you can do this so many different ways. You can um, be collecting this money from your friends as kind of a challenge because they wanna see you walk in red high heels or um, I'll probably be walking in my hiking boots as um, walking in men's shoes. Um, yeah. We have also discussed um, as a way to honor children, you could always um, tie up some children's shoes and wear those around your neck because you know, as an adult, those, <laughs> those aren't gonna fit you. Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, that's great though, yeah, put them around your neck, share that, tag why you're doing yeah. it, absolutely. Um, so we're asking $10 a mile. Uh, we will be doing t-shirts, so if you are able to pledge for three miles, so $30, you'll get a free t-shirt mailed to you. Um, and if you don't wanna do three miles or you wanna buy an extra t-shirt, we're also selling t-shirts. Um, and really, it's just... It's pretty easy to get involved. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, usually when we have the welcome island um, in person, each participant gets a name of someone that they're walking to remember. It, it's um, names of people in our community who have lost their lives to domestic violence. But I'd like to open it up to everyone when you're, um, when you're posting on social media, tell us who you're walking for. Um, I'm walking for my grandmothers who were able to break free from domestic violence relationships long before there were any programs or services available for that. So hmm. part of my walking is in honor of them. Hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's heartwarming to be able to do that and share someone's story so that we can all realize that this isn't just about statistics. This is about stories. Right. And, you know, listeners of the podcast, you've, you've heard survivor stories. We have them that we share. And so that's exactly what mm -hmm. we're trying to do. Um, but speaking of statistics, uh, you know, on, on the information, there's a, there's a thing about walking uh, 700 miles this month with everybody involved. If we can add up to 700 miles, we're, we're doing something. Why, why the 700? I forgot about that part. When I was about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with doing it virtually, we're also trying to make it more of a challenge, um, a fun thing. So our goal is to in total have everyone walk 700 miles combined, not per person, of course. <laughs> um, but the 700 is because um, we service about 700 clients a year that come to our shelter, that receive non-residential um, services. Um, and so that 700 is just our number that we see a year, and that's just us. And we only serve three counties out of Michigan, one state out of the whole country. Yeah. So when you say non-residential services... Why don't we kind of talk about that a minute then? And so this is where your money goes to. When we raise money through the walk a mile, we're raising money for residential services, which is our shelter, but also mm -hmm. non-residential. What does that mean? Non-residential services, that encompasses our advocates who go out in a community. And um, when we're not isolated because of COVID, they are meeting with people um, in their own communities and they're sometimes in their homes, somewhere um, close to home so they don't necessarily have to come to us. It's also our therapeutic services. Uh, we have offices where people can come in and do therapy, but our therapists um, will also go out into the community. We have healthy relationships programs where we go into schools to um, do that program in classrooms to teach students about healthy relationships and how to help a friend who may be suffering um, in dating violence. We have um, support groups in various communities. And so our non-residential services, um, we're able to reach further out and more personally than um, people who may not need shelter but they still need our support. Mm -hmm. And like you said, Debbie, all that support does take money, right? I mean, we don't, char we don't charge for our services, so that has to come from somewhere. And so events like Walk a Mile are what really help us make a huge difference in 
like what McKenna said, over 700 individuals' lives last year. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's incredible. What is, as you think back over the years, and, you know, Debbie, I know you've worked with ACES for uh, a lot of years. McKenna, mm-hmm. it's been quite a few for you, maybe not all nine of them so far, but is there, is there a favorite memory of the Walk a Mile events that you guys can, can talk about since we can't gather in person this year, <laughs> how do we tell the story about the event? What's a favorite moment for either of you? Okay. Well, for me, it was the very first walk a mile and it, um, it's really special. Oh my God, I'm getting emotional. My dad was able to be a part of that walk a mile. And, um, those who know us personally know that, um, he had to get his leg amputated a few years ago, but he was able to participate back then in a walk a mile and he took it so seriously. He practiced walking in his shoes. He was working out. I mean, his oh. friends, I think they raised close to $5,000 just because they wanted to see him walk wow. <laughs> in the shoes. And so um, that was a very special um memory for me and I mean he was out there he was dancing in the shoes I, he really wore himself out before the um, walk even started <laughs> that is a danger because it's kind of a party atmosphere almost when we get together like yes. that and do yes, good work so I love that McKenna how about you um, well I've only had two walk a miles so far with basis and the walk a mile was actually my first fundraiser after working with basis Um, So that was my first big project, which was really awesome. And last year, I was able to uh, mingle more with the people than I was the first time. And I uh, was talking to this gentleman who was there because he had heard about it in his church. He was probably in his 20s. He was still pretty young, but he came by himself just because he'd heard about it at church and he was he wanted to know what it was all about. And to me, just the fact that he he didn't come with any friends, any family, he just wanted to know more on the issue um, was a lot to me. And Mm -hmm. so anytime someone comes out of their way, if they've never heard of us, that's great. Because I mean, besides the fact that we're raising funds, it's the awareness and letting people know that we're here. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge for, so for me last year was my, my first one. Um, and it was where I met, uh, I mean, I knew Cheryl, a board member at the time, but I met up with Cheryl and I got to meet our former executive director, Rose. I got to meet Debbie. I got to meet Ned. Um, I got to meet McKenna and then was asked to consider joining the board of directors. And I had never really considered it as an organization to lend my voice to, so to speak, but the event was such an incredible experience and to hear um, I guess, well, I guess that was two years ago, wasn't it? It wasn't last yeah. year. It was two years ago. Wow. This is my third. Wow. So anyway, so, so if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that Michelle who told her story at that first one where I was at is what is who inspired the the podcast and, and the name of the podcast. So the welcome I hold a special part, special place in my heart too. Um, and last year's event was pretty powerful also because I was able to bring my equipment and, and record the day and put together uh, an episode for the show that was the walk a mile live. So 
Uh, I'm going to play a clip of a clip of that right now. I won't play the whole thing. It's like a half an hour. <laughs> but I'm going to I'm going to play a clip of that right now and then we'll we'll come back and, yes, and wrap this definitely. up. Now, is this your first time at the walk? Yes, it is. All right. What do you think so far? I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, you're following Jamie, so you got to love it. <laughs> I yeah, absolutely love it. I'm going to post this picture on Facebook. Oh, yes. Lily's with the shoes and the matching dress. Awesome. <laughs> oh, look, he's struggling. <laughs> we're going to get to the we're going to get to the corner. He's going to take them off. <laughs> That's what I said last year. I'm like, this is more than a mile. This is more than a mile. Oh, he's sweating. <laughs> he sweats like that inside, so it's fine. Yeah, this is wonderful. Oh, watch <laughs> Riley's like, careful. I'm scared. <laughs> Put this in your podcast. He's moving on. Robin Grayson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you ain't last, if you ain't first, you're last, Ed Smith. <laughs> you work at the shelter? I do, yeah. What's your name? Lydia. Lydia. So what does this mean for you to be a part of this, Lydia? Honestly, it's just a really cool opportunity. It's cool to see how many people showed up to walk and spread awareness, and it's cool how many people have stopped everyone and been like, hey, what's this for? And you're able to spread like that information of our mission and what we do. Yeah. Well, thanks for walking. Thanks for being part of this. Yeah, yeah no thank you. Yeah. Awesome. All right, hold on. Josh is uh, running almost. Oh, my gosh. Why? Trotting. Trotting. Are you feeling that good, or you just want to get it done with? A little bit of both. <laughs> A little more for the want to get it done with. Yeah. Now, obviously, podcast listeners are listening. They can't see, but, man, you got your jeans rolled up to your calves. It's it's pretty beautiful. It is. How's that? Those calf how's muscles that flexing. <laughs> you know? and, you're, and you're a runner. I am. Like, how, is, how does this feel as a runner? This feels way different than yeah. running. <laughs> awesome, man. Good luck. <laughs> so here we are on I'm Not in an Abusive Relationship, talking about fundraising, talking about raising awareness. I have McKenna and I have uh, Miss Deborah with me. And uh, I'm just so excited for this year's event. I think it's such a different way to do it. Was there a particular thing that inspired, I mean, I know like we're doing it virtually because we have to, but is there a way, uh, uh, another event that inspired it, how we're doing it? Or was this just like, we're just going to try this thing that we've never tried before. We're going to do it. <laughs> How did this come around? Well, very soon after um, we were all asked to quarantine and isolate, um, it was time for our survivor stump. And that's where in April we raise awareness about sexual abuse and try to stump out sexual abuse. And it was like a few weeks before that event was supposed to start and then we can't gather. Mm -hmm. And one of our employees who is a runner, a professional runner, she knew about virtual events. And while I was like, um, the sky is falling, <laughs> she was like, no, there's a better way. And so she and McKenna got right on it and we started to plan it. And, um, and it was fun being able to reach out to people. We had um, people who, um, chose to stump out. It's a 5K or 1.4 mile walk. And we had people as far away as Alaska to mm. join in that. So since we were still, since we're still not able to gather the way that we normally would, we were like, let's try it again. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, let's see. We had someone as far away as Alaska for the last one. Mm-hmm. Maybe this one we can get somebody international. Well, I'm reaching out to my friend, and you know who you are if you're listening. She's in Ecuador. Um, <laughs> walk a mile in Ecuador. Let, let me hear from you. I'd love to um, see your pictures and and um, hear your voice about how you're walking a mile in Ecuador. Yeah, excellent. That'd be amazing. Uh, so another thing I want to do is I want to bring in uh, uh, Ned, one of our former presidents of the board. And again, I mentioned meeting him earlier, you know, two years ago, uh, has been a huge supporter of this and, and a community advocate for DASIS. So we're going to have a little conversation with Ned as well. And uh, gosh, McKenna, Debbie, thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, thank you for all you do. You, you guys are, you're amazing. And it's a privilege to be serving with you. So thanks for being a part of the show today. Thank you. Thank you. So Ned, welcome back to the show. Uh, or welcome to the show. We've talked before, I think. It's been so, so long oh, yeah. since we started this show. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, welcome back. So we're talking about the walk a mile this year. And I, I wanted to get your perspective. You, you were board president, Ned, for several years, uh, different turns, and you've been involved with the walk, I think, from the beginning. So I just thought, man, this seems to be an event that you really enjoy. What, what does the walk a mile mean to you? It's a, it's a, dual, it's a dual purpose thing. Um, we started it a long time ago um, out at uh, Three Rivers High School, walking the track. Um, and it, the main purpose at the time was to, uh, um, serve as a fundraiser, obviously, but a lot of it was to emphasize, uh, our programs and to do community awareness, you know, provide a, a level of community awareness through something that was, that was interesting and fun and, um, entertaining while still presenting a serious subject. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I see that continuing now through the various years that, that those were the two main reasons that we put on this, this, um, event, uh, because the, um, you know, it, it was a major, it was considered one of our major fundraisers, but it was also an opportunity for the, uh, department heads, to put together displays of their particular uh, activities, uh, advocacy, uh, children's assistance, uh, uh, group meetings. You know, the people that were involved directly with those were able to present what they do to the public. And that was a a very useful um, endeavor for us. So... Mm. That was, those were the two reasons that, um, that uh, we did it. Now, the reason that I enjoyed it so much, obviously, is because I like to talk to people. I like mm-hmm. to meet new people, and I like to talk about what we do and, and uh, how, it, you know, how it affects uh, the community and the people that live in it. So, you know, from my point of view, um, wearing the high heels was really not the draw of the whole thing, but, but to meet and greet and, and talk to a lot of people about what we do. That was, that was the, um, 
draw for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, one year we had, uh, um, of course, we've had all these these uh, people talk about their experiences and and do presentations of of why they were involved and that sort of thing. And, and that's that's um, you know, one of the one of the main draws. But for me personally. Um, it was getting a chance to talk to a lot of people about what we do. Mm-hmm. And if you don't mind me asking, at one point you shared with me a story um, about how, you know, you'd been involved with DASIS uh, for several years and, and you knew it was good work, but there was a moment where a survivor was telling their story that it really hit you what it means. And was that at one of the walks? No, that was actually at one of the, um, uh, um, geez, what do we call those? Um, uh, a vigil. You have to add part of it. Yeah, one of the vigils. Um, yeah. And and uh, it was one of those times when uh, we got rained out basically, and, and we moved the, had to move the vigil to the inside of a, a church that was graciously loaned us their facility. And I was listening to the to the uh, young lady present her story, and like. Most men in a church, you know, I was kind of reading the bulletin and kind of listening to her and, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And she told about how her family didn't support her and his family always really supported him. And she had no basis for uh, any kind of, of support. She didn't have any options, that sort of thing. And I'm, you know, listening. But and then um, and then she said, uh, I. I finally decided to leave him when he hit me with a hammer Mm -hmm. and I just stopped. And and I had to roll that through my brain a couple of times. You know, he, he did what, you know, how could you, and that's when I really started to um, grasp the level of help that some of these people need and the, and how we can support that. Mm -hmm. So, that was that was my trigger. Now we go to these these uh, walks, and uh, as in one of the podcasts, uh, Tara spoke, uh, and that was one. Of, she was one of our main speakers at one of the walks. Um, <clears throat> and these these stories of survival um, are really something that hits people, and almost invariably at these at a vigil or a walk event that sort of thing somebody will come up to one of our staff members and start to talk and and we will have to figure out how to help them in some fashion uh, it may not be a full um move into the shelter sort of thing it, it might be just a, um, a reference to one of our therapists uh, or or how to help with with uh, PP uh, personal protection order that sort of thing. But almost every event that we have, either vigil or walk or something, somebody comes up and asks for help. Mm. Wow! Uh, and that's that's uh, you know that's why we do this. That that moment when when we have that opportunity to move you know, help somebody get out of, get out of the, the situation they're in. Yeah. And so, 
so what I hear you say is not only do we, we, we obviously need to raise money to support <clears throat> the programs that DASIS offers and then create awareness in the public to be able to help as well. But then a third part of that, then I, what I hear you saying is these events help us to raise awareness to those who are, who are in the middle of abuse, who maybe don't realize or don't realize there's help. And so to get, to get those folks to also recognize it and find help too. So it's really kind of threefold, I guess, huh? Yes. And, and, and add to add a level, uh, a number of times, the people that come up to talk to us, will talk about, well, I've got a sister uh, that, that might need help, or I've got, you know, I know somebody, a coworker or whatever, and I didn't realize what she was going through until I heard that story. Mm. And, and then mm. something clicks, you know, uh, when they start talking about, well, he separated me from my friends, uh, and he, he he forbid me from seeing my family without him, and that sort of thing. And and somebody will go, well, that's what he's doing to my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, he won't, you know. So, you know, there's when we talk about community awareness, we, uh, not only about what we do, but but the symptoms of 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 abuse that are not maybe as obvious as bruises or, or, uh, you know, scratches or, you know, something physical. Um, there's a lot of psychological, uh, abuse along with the physical or, or instead of physical that people don't realize. And, and some of the things that we bring up or some of the things that are mentioned in a survivor's experience, uh, will trigger uh, that that realization. So that's yeah. Yeah, that's uh, a major part of of why we have these events. And and this year, you know, uh, unfortunately, not being able to gather and hear those stories, it's a little bit different then. So venues yeah. like our podcast, where we have survivor stories, help. Um, but but being a different event this year completely. You know, we have it virtual. We made a name change. Let's unpack that just a little bit real quick. What does it mean to you for us to be able to still hold this event during this pandemic in 2020 virtual? Like, how does that, how does that sit with you? Well, it, obviously, you know, being a social person, uh, I, I'd much rather be uh, talking to people face to face and shaking hands and and uh, directing and that sort of stuff, but um, the other thing that this pandemic has also created is a a lot more. Um, I don't want to say this uh, less severe violence and abuse. Uh, we read, uh, you know, read in the paper, uh, the jail report or whatever, and I'm surprised at the percentage of people that are being detained because of domestic violence. And and I think this pandemic, with people closed in and separated from people anyway, uh, just due to the pandemic, that this is exacerbating the uh, ability of a abuser to separate and control um, the victim. Mm-hmm. And 
it is disappointing that we can't do what we normally do. But on the other hand, this is forcing us to look at different ways of reaching out to the community, uh, mm-hmm. both for financial support and for um, community awareness. Uh, so it, it it's good that, that it forces us to evolve. Um, and, and the podcast is a prime example of that. Uh, you know, um, you know, five years ago, podcasts were kind of a uh, fly, you know, a, a really unusual thing. Well, now it's a very common thing, and and in our particular case, we've proven it to be quite effective. Uh, in spite of you having to convince an old guy that this would work, <laughs> yeah, that was um, easy. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's been more successful than we would ever imagined. And, but now this has come along and it is forcing us to evolve again. Mm-hmm. Luckily, uh, our staff seems to be populated with people who can do that, yeah. uh, who can look at things and go, all right, you know, we can't do that. So we got to do this. And, and when you when you move along through the years, as we have with the walk, um, obviously the more you more we we held that event, the easier it became for us to to simply do what we did last year. And we we would consider changes, you know, slight modifications. This didn't work last year, so we're going to try it, th- you know, differently this year. That sort of thing. But the but the general uh, design was the same. And mm-hmm. we fell back on that because it was easy. Well, um, that can always lead to complacency. And, and this pandemic, I think, may force us to look at new and different ways of doing things that will help us in the future. Yeah. Well, and you, and you mentioned, you know, the uptick in reports during the pandemic and back on episode 50. So for listeners go back to episode 50 in, in the library, you can listen to what, how COVID-19 and the quarantine has affected domestic violence. Um, that's, that's absolutely an incredible observation. Um, and yeah. yeah, I mean, without the walk a mile, <clears throat> we wouldn't have the the podcast. We've talked about that in the past. Uh, without yep. the walk a mile, I wouldn't have been invited to join the organization like I was. And so like for me, it holds a real special place in my heart too. Um, and so, I mean, I've, I've been very grateful and very sad that we can't gather this year, but my goodness, the, the people yeah. behind it, you know, McKenna, the head, the chair of the committee, you know, we just talked to uh, earlier in the episode, I mean, and, and Danny, the, the runner on staff who suggested it, like they have pun intended run with this <laughs> and, uh, right. and right. really made it something special for us. So yeah, listeners definitely get on board in this and, and follow the instructions to, to walk that mile or three or whatever, share it on social and be a part of it. Um, you shared a couple of memories, Ned. Do you have any particular memory of the walks that really stand out um, over the years that you're just I mean, like, man? I mean, besides the blisters and the sore feet from trying to walk in. <laughs> right, right. That was a challenge, man. I don't know how women do it. <laughs> oh, man. That was, that, I, I spent three days getting over the last one. So, yeah, it was, uh, that's tough, but it, you know, the, a lot of it is the, 
I don't want entertainment's not the word I want to use, but kind of the camaraderie of a bunch of guys trying to do a silly thing all together. Mm. Um, you know, it, uh, Steve uh, Grinwald, the, the uh, uh, public safety officer in uh, um, Dwajak, uh, we used to call it chief of police, but but uh, that's not the proper title anymore. But uh, he used to have these high-heeled um, boots from Kiss. Nice. And these great big stacked-heeled shoes. It was it was amazing. We had you know we had had a lot of laughs about that. Uh, the police chief of uh, Three Rivers, um, Chief Bringman, had his own high heel shoes uh, that he walked in, and he was pretty good at uh, walking in uh, those shoes. So it was it was a lot of fun to get together. We had a group of, uh, of five or six uh, guys from the Hog Chapter, our local Hog Chapter, came over one day. Uh, it was a terrible day, so they didn't ride. But but uh, they all came over, leathers and chaps and bright red high heels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was you know, just uh, that that group camaraderie, everybody laughing and carrying on and, and poking fun at each other and and falling off their high heels and all that sort of stuff. It was uh, it was a very that that's the you know the memory of of that camaraderie at the time. I think. Uh, you know, everybody standing together going, this is a good thing. Let's put it up. Let's put up with this for, for 20 minutes and, and have a lot of laughs, get some good pictures and support a good cause. Yeah. Great memories, Ned. Thanks for sharing this. Uh, thanks for, you know, being a part of, of making a difference in the world. So appreciate your time today, my friend. And, and thank you for, uh, for taking care of this, uh, I've been very impressed with uh, how all this has turned out. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've enjoyed taking part in it uh, every once in a while. So uh, anytime I can help, uh, you know, don't be shy. So there you have it. The walk a mile in their shoes for 2020. We are virtual. We are walking from August 1st through August 22nd. Uh, If you would like to help take part, go to dasismi.org. And you can see right there on the homepage how to take part. Uh, and, yeah, register for it. If you register for three miles or more, you'll get that free T-shirt. If you register for one mile, you can do $10, walk your mile, share it on social, no worries. Uh, but, yeah, if you if you do for, for more than that, and you can buy extra T-shirts as well, as you heard McKenna say. So, so definitely take part this year. If you're listening, look, we have hundreds of listeners to our podcast. If we could get every listener that is that is there – to just donate $10 for this walk a mile this year. We, we understand that, that across America and really around the world, times might be tight right now with the pandemic this year from the coronavirus. Uh, people maybe aren't working, but we also know that with the quarantine in several areas, as Ned mentioned, domestic violence has increased. It's always been there. We know it's a problem. There is a need for our services and our community and a need for us to tell the story around the world. So if you are in an area that, that is not served by DASIS and you want to donate to your local shelter, your local services, please do that. We certainly don't want to take money away from your community. 
but we also want to help raise awareness and, and raise some funds for our area. So if you feel so moved, we would be honored and very humbled and thrilled to have you support us. So go to dasismi.org and, uh, and find the information there. So thank you so much for listening, and we will see you out on the paths, on the road, on the sidewalks to help us walk a mile in their shoes 2020. Thank you for listening to I'm Not In an Abusive Relationship. If these stories resonate with you and you need help, please visit our website, dasasmi.org. That's dasasmi.org. Or call our hotline at 800-828-2023. We are here to walk alongside you. Now, if you know someone who might benefit from our show, please share it. Social media, email, simply telling someone about it, all help us spread the word and help us to combat domestic and sexual violence. We also welcome financial and volunteer support. That information is on our website. Thank you to the staff, volunteers, and board of directors at Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services. This podcast is produced with the help of a committee of dedicated advocates. Thank you to WBET Radio in Sturgis, Michigan for the use of their studio. This has been a podcast about surviving domestic and sexual violence and a production of Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services of Michigan.